This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Ben and Woods, minus Ben. Ben is homesick today. Poor three little to guy. Go. Just three to go. <clears throat> Tired. I'm not sleeping very well, Paulie. Really not. I said I'm falling off a cliff. That's <laughs> what it is. Thank you to our sponsors. Always love our sponsors. Fantastic, fantastic crew. Senior Grubbies. Downtown Carlsbad and Oceanside. Check out their daily happy hour from 3 to 6. Hashtag eatgrubbies and eatgrubbies.com. Yeah, I wonder how the little guy's feeling. Um, somebody asked me if I was going to run and buy some spicy chicken soup from Jorge's. I said, no, no, but you should. I'm going to take him over any soup. I would, actually. If he needed some, I would I would take it over to him. He's got Shell there, you know, Shell to take care of him this morning. Hopefully he's, uh, he's, hopefully he's still asleep. That's what I want most for that, that young man. Is to sleep, you know, sleep most of the day. Hopefully he's not listening. It's the only thing that makes me feel better when I'm sick is sleep. It drives my wife crazy. She hates so much when I'm sick and hates because I, I like to sleep and let it run through my body. And it's the only thing that makes me feel better. It, I do not do DayQuil and get up and push through it and go walk on the treadmill. It's not who I am. I want to lay in bed with the covers over my head, watching movies, uh, high as a kite on cough syrup, and I like to sleep it off. That's how the only thing that works for me, we've been together almost a decade, and she still doesn't understand that that's what I need when I'm sick. And so hopefully Shell is uh, taking good care of our little Benny today. I wouldn't expect him in tomorrow. You never know. He surprised us before. Uh, the GM meetings in Las Vegas, have uh, they're always interesting when Scott Boris shows up, always. Now, I've... I've softened my stance on on this, Paulie. I used to really get, like, like un... I didn't need to get as angry as I would at Scott Boris for his shtick. And now I find myself starting to enjoy it and look forward to it. You have, you have, pulled, you have pulled some of these. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lay them on me. Here is uh, Scott Boris doing what he does every year, multiple times a year. He did it at the GM meetings. Guess what? He's going to do it in three weeks, oh, four yeah. weeks or whatever at the uh, at the winter meetings here in San Diego. I want to get him on the air, and I want him to do it for us. He walks in. Hundred media they, members rush over to him, and, like flies to a pile of dog ass. Dude. Yeah. that's what the, it's like. Nuts. And they know what's going to happen. They know the really corny jokes and puns are coming, and they just feed them, feed them, like set him up. So here he is talking about uh, just the kind of the overall the free agent market. He represents over half of baseball, <laughs> yep, so exactly. he's a busy man. The free agent market is very much a, uh, a carnivore's market. There are many, many grades available for owner's menus. Those are more leaning, I think, to the filet mignon and the wagyu than they are to the hamburger and vegan. Uh, different than what we normally see. 
Um, our game is very healthy. Uh, we can definitely see from the early meetings here today that that there is a, uh, an aggressive design by a number of teams with the advance of the new playoff positioning where they feel that once they're in, they have an opportunity to uh, achieve their goals of championship play. Now, I have an agent. I would like to hear my agent speak on my behalf in that in those terms. That's what I want to hear from my agent, Brad, at the next negotiation. Because uh, we, we've moved beyond here on Ben and Woods. We're not hamburger anymore. Well, there was a time we were hamburger. I don't know that we're filet mignon quite yet or even wagyu, but we're no longer hamburger. Or at we're least a nice strip steak. Top sirloin maybe <laughs> at this point. But, you know, listen, that's the ultimate goal. You want to get you want to get the most for your your value. You know you want to value yourself and and listen. I, I know it would be it would be so tempting, Paulie, wouldn't it? If you're a big leaguer and you make it to the show and Scott Boris comes calling and now you know you're one of a thousand. You know that that he's not going to give you much personal attention. You're not going to get hey Scott, it's Paul. I need some new cleats. He's got four thousand guys to do that for you. Yeah, for you're still going to get them. Yeah, but you're under his umbrella. Yeah, right? you're still going to get him. It just might be from Mike instead of Scott. Right, So, but it's it would be so tempting, right, to just go, you know what? At the end of the day, I need to make the most money. It's a, I, I might have a short career. I could blow out my UCL. Right. I would love to look at like a spreadsheet of all of his deals that he's made. I mean, how many bad contracts has he gotten for his co- clients? Not much. Well, I, I can't imagine. N- no, not for his clients, but for the teams. Yeah, we a lot oh, of a yeah, lot of we don't care about that. <laughs> a lot of teams overpay yeah, for Scott Boris clients. A, but if you're a young up and coming player yep. and he comes calling, you're like, I don't care. If this cripples a franchise. Hundred percent. I want my money, dude. I want my money. Here's what he had to say about Carlos Correa. When you're a franchise player, uh, you're a. Uh, you, you, you know it. You've known it for years. You have a ring on your finger. You've been a multiple all-star. You have all these things. So you're a fri- franchise brand. You're kind of the Dior of defense. You're the Hermes of hitting. You're the, the Louis V of leadership. You're the Prada of the postseason. Oh, my God. You're, you're, it's a one-stop shop for a championship designer. So for his considerations, he's looking for the club that is not only willing to add him, but either has the foundational talent or will add other talent to return him to that to that championship level. Is he just reading these off of like note cards? So these are he, these are scripted. This is not off the cuff, right? This these are workshopped by him. Um, he's got shtick for every single every single player that he represents. It's a free agent. Uh, and I I would love it. And Paulie, if they're at, at the winter meetings, everybody's going to be trying to grab him. Let's really try to get him on the air. I think it would be fantastic. And I'll I'll quiz him. I'll be like, all right, here's where we are. This is who we are in this town and in, in radio. Lay it on me. See if he can do it off the cuff. Uh, the Correa stuff is fascinating to me, mostly because of the Dodger fans that I've seen bending themselves into pretzels. Trying to reconcile that they because they're losing Trey Turner. I would I would I would bet a lot of money on the fact that Trey Turner is gone. He's going east. 
I did see a report yesterday saying that they're comfortable with Gavin Lux as their starting shortstop. I don't think that's going to happen either. I, they may say that right now, but the fact that I've, I'm watching Dodger fans, honest to God, twist themselves into pretzels to reconcile the fact that, yes, we want one of the ringleaders of the Astros cheating scandal that allegedly robbed a World Series from us, we want him to be our new starting shortstop. I'm telling you, the Padres knocking them out of the playoffs, Paulie, has set that they have set that fan base on fire. Hundred percent. And if they're willing to take Carlos Correa, I'm 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 for it. I'm for it. Just for the S talking that we can do. Because they are I mean, for years it was, you know, those guys are blah 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 blah. And now it's like, well, he's here. We really need a shortstop. We don't want Gavin Lux to be our shortstop. <laughs> Fine. We'll take Carlos the cheater Correa on our team. Um, yeah, I mean, winning and not winning makes you do crazy things. Uh, real quick, want to throw out the phone number. Give us a call. We're about to play Real or Fake. Oh, yeah, it that's a right. throwback Thursday. We've got, right. got a fun fun category today. Uh, 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. Give us a call. We'll throw you on hold, and we'll get to that in a minute. Got two more Bad jokes from Scott Boris. You say bad, I say yes, fantastic. I say, I say terrible. I say embrace it. Here he is talking about Brandon Nimmo. There are a lot of teams in the in the free agent market that are in the waters for a center fielder. And uh, in the waters, see whoever mm-hmm. picks our oh, guy uh, <laughs> will be the lucky one to finding Nimmo. Fantastic. Whoever picks our guy. He has somebody write these and he workshops them in a conference. What does he call Jimmy Kimmel and say, hey, Jerry Seinfeld writers (laughs) to help me out this week? What's the deal with Brandon Nimmo? I guarantee you, these are all scripted. He he has them on a note card. That was fantastic. Last one Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker is a. he too, like Rodon, he's he's one of the few players that's under thirty, and um, and he's had a, a hundred multiple hundred and fifty inning pitch seasons. Just stop right there. So essentially, Taiwan is on an island. Just stop. And I think the only question is oh is who is willing Taipei? This <laughs> <laughs> is worst one by far. Taipei. Scott Boris, ladies and gentlemen, agent extraordinaire. Many say he's ruined the game of baseball. I don't know. I, I don't. don't ag- I, I, I don't, don't agree with that. I don't think you're going to find a player that doesn't <laughs> really enjoyed being represented by Scott Boris. I, I really mean, don't. You just have to face the facts. The man is maybe the best. Like I think we've talked about this before. Is he the best in the world at his job? At what he does. Yeah. Like take every. Number one player in their sports league. Take every you know Howard Stern and radio sure. or whatever Stern. It's like Stern Boris and I mean uh, the list. Tiger Woods, right? And right. Like, it just it's is, it's incredible. Is Scott Boris the best at what he does? I, I think you could at least make the argument. I don't feel like it. It would be my style to have Scott Boris, but I could definitely. Oh, you would be persuaded very quickly. I think mind. I could be persuaded quickly. Do we have a, uh, I think a so, yes. player? All right. Who's on the line? 
some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. All right, you can qualify for a two-night stay. The Westgate Las Vegas, home of uh, the Superbook, the world's largest race and sports book, plus a spa treatment for two at Serenity Spa. Private VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook. And uh, very, very simple game. Who is on the line? We got John, I believe. John, John, are you there? Good morning, buddy. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning to you. All right, you know how to play uh, real or fake? Yes, sir. All right. You need four out of seven. Four out of seven. The category today, Ben Vacations. Vacations that Ben Higgins has taken since his time on Ben and Woods. So, very simple. I'm going to give you a place. You just tell me, did, did Ben go? four yeah. and a half years. Yeah. Real or fake? Did Ben go on vacation there? You got it? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number one, Pullman, Washington. Real. Real. Correct. Knock that one out of the park. Number two, Charleston, South Carolina. Real. Also correct. I think John's a tier one. Number three, New York, New York. Fake. No, that was real. Just got back. That was like three weeks ago. Like three weeks ago. Went to uh, New York to eat a meal. For dinner. For dinner. He went to New York for dinner. And that is a, that is not. It's not, a, I'm not, we're not. We're not fibbing you at all. No. We're not stretching the truth. He went, he flew to New York on a Friday morning for dinner. For a fancy night. dinner. Yeah. All right, John. You're two and, what is he, two and one? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, we're here. You got, you got us? Oh, God. John, you there? John, 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 John. What happened? John, are you there? John, are you there? Son of a bitch. John. John, still there. John, John, John. Driving through the mountains. Oh, no. I don't want John to... just dropped off. Did... John, call back. Call please, back, John. Please, John. Son of a... It's going so well. Okay, here we go. Is he calling back? Hello, John. John? Yeah, I lost your signal. Sorry. All right, we got you. Okay. okay. So, so you are... You're two and one. Two for three. Yeah, two for three. Better way to put that. All right, here we go, John. Continuing on, Austin, Texas. Real or fake? Real. Correct. <laughs> Santa Barbara, California. Real. Yeah, you're right, and you're a winner, John. You are qualified. Good boy, John. Very well done. When you're talking about Ben Higgins' vacations, best to always just say real. <laughs> You guys uh, will play the last two. Maui, Hawaii. Actually, you went twice, so one more. Yep. And then uh, Palm Springs, California. Bam. Yep, exactly. So the, uh, the the bit today was they're all real. Every single one of them was real. Seven, oh. seven in a row. John will, uh, again, qualify for that two-night stay, the Westgate, Las yeah, Vegas. Stay on the line, John. We'll get your information here uh, during the commercial break. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Well done. So you are in the hopper for that. Uh, coming up next, my friends, we have... Don't do this. Twitter uh, yesterday became, it's always a cesspool. It became a bit more of a cesspool yesterday. I, myself, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Also, the uh, Washington Commanders 
unequivocally the worst, the worst organization in professional sports. Certainly football. I think professional sports. I think they really, really take the cake. How do you screw that up? You're a football team. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Santa Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. This segment of Ben and Woods brought to you by the Golf Mart. It's uh, Woodsy and Pauly handling Don't Do This duties today. Ben is out sick today. Um, the Washington Commanders, man, they just continue to. It's just everything, every story that comes out about them just seems to be worse than the next, man. It really, really does. It's so staggering. It really is. So you may remember they had uh, they had a player that was shot uh, a few months ago. They have arrested the people that shot the player, and the player's doing better and everything else, right? They're also under investigation for several several areas of malfeasance. They've really screwed the pooch here as far as being a an NFL team, which is again, if you own an NFL team, all you got to do is not screw up, just stay out of the way and just print money. Uh Dan Snyder has had a really really rough go as as the owner. To say the very least. To say the least. Yesterday, a Commanders spokesperson was responding to the Washington, D.C. Attorney General, who had called a press conference for today with some information about the Washington Commanders and the investigation. So the panic, they hit the panic button. They did it in the worst way. Listen to this statement. Less than three months ago, 23-year-old player on our team was shot multiple times in broad daylight. Despite the out-of-control violent crime in D.C. today, the Washington Commanders learned for the first time on Twitter that the D.C. Attorney General will be holding a press conference to, quote, make a major announcement related to the organization tomorrow. The commanders have fully cooperated with the AG's investigation for nearly a year. As recently as Monday, a lawyer for the team met with the AG, who did not suggest at that time he intended to take any action and, in fact, revealed fundamental misunderstandings of the underlying facts. It's unfortunate that in his final days in office, Mr. Racine, appears more interested in making splashy headlines based on offbeat legal theories rather than doing the hard work of making the streets safe for our citizens, including bringing justice to the people who shot one of our players. Somebody in that organization decided to use that player as a pawn, as a pawn, to say, well, what about you guys? What about you guys? I mean... I, I read it and I go, this is the onion. This is the yeah. onion. They leveraged one of their own players' horrible experiences to distract and deflect from their own legal issues, Paulie. His agent came out with a statement uh, later and was like, you know what? Up until now, they've handled it really, really well. 
Uh, here, Ryan Williams, his agent, says, Up until an hour ago, the commanders handled the Brian Robinson situation with so much care, sincerity, and class. And I was so grateful for all of it. Although I know there are some great humans in that building, whoever is hiding behind this statement is not one of them. Woo! Mama C. You got you to gotta clean house there, man. You got a clean house if you're the Washington Commanders. We already know Danny Snyder is going to sell the team. You know, I still think he's. I I still think he's going to let that thing ride as long as he can. Because nobody, just... if you if you have that much power, you're not going to go. You know what? I I'll take my money and go. You're just not. It's just so rare. And he's not. It's not like he's an old guy. He's a young guy. Yeah. Whoever buys that team, you, I mean. Don't always root for people to lose their jobs, but, but you got like, You have to just clean slate. You you almost least, just have to start fresh, or at least do do your due diligence. A major and audit, then some. Yeah, a major audit. I mean, I'm talking everybody. The person that writes press releases. You got to the pour, person that's working in the locker room. You got to pour through. Yeah, the HR files in that place, no really, kidding. and say, look, we they can't even have HR files. Right. Yeah, exactly. If they're, if they're not all redacted, <laughs> you have to take. Some major consideration moving forward. Um, yeah, so we'll see how that plays out uh, over the next couple of days. And I guess we'll hear from the uh, the AG today on what his uh, comments are. But, yeah, just a really shameful way to handle that. Uh, yesterday, NBA superstar LeBron James tweeted, I am officially requesting a trade. Thank you, hashtag Lakers Nation, for all the support through the years. 100, on to bigger and better things. Crown emoji, hashtag the kid from Akron, hashtag I'm coming home. Okay. Big, big news right there. Yeah, I would say if it was real, world. then it would be massive. Yeah, that's the problem. It wasn't real. Um, it says LeBron James. It says King James, except there's a Z instead of an S right. in the handle. It's got the same picture and the same bio, everything as the actual LeBron James. But no, LeBron James did not tweet that. Um... Why is everybody, why is everybody, like, we've been seeing this for years. This isn't anything new. Is the fact that there's an actual blue check mark next to the name, Yeah, that's what's spinning everybody out. And now you have to, if you see that tweet. Now, I've seen tweets of people imitating, like, politicians and saying ridiculously outlandish stuff. Like, I saw some yesterday. I was was laughing. I laughed. You should be able to tell that that's fake. Now, the LeBron one, that would absolutely fool people. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban was actually tweeting at Elon yesterday saying, hey, man, like, I know you don't care, but Dude, the NBA trade deadline is going to be an S show. Yeah. Now, Somebody pretending to be Adam can, Schefter if, again. If everyone can buy a check mark. And so now you have to now click on that profile. You have to click the check mark. Yep. It'll tell you, no, this is actually the real person. Or, or and paid for. they just paid for the blue check mark with Twitter blue. And, and this is exactly why people had an issue with what Elon is trying to do. Elon is defending everything, of course, and just saying, well, this is a way to make more money. Because that's what Elon Musk needs, is more money. Yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange. It makes me sad, though, Paulie, because I know you were out on Twitter anyway. This is going to make it, you're going to hate it even more. Oh, 100%. Uh. I also think the the clearly, ridiculously fake ones are funny. I think they're so funny. I think I laughed so hard but yesterday. But now, now that you're going to have to take like three to verify every tweet that looks legitimate, that's annoying. It is. It is. But you also, I, I saw that, that they said at Twitter, 
if you are imitating or impersonating somebody, you're out. So it's fun for what you you're going to get somebody for one minute, and then your their account's going to be suspended. But I guess if it's worth eight bucks to do a, a prank, then it's worth eight bucks. Does that make sense? Like if I imitate Paul Rindle and buy a check mark, and I'm I'm Paul Rindle, but it's a Paul Rind with an I, but I'm in, I'm right. I'm impersonating you. If reported, I lose my account. Cost me eight bucks to get that check mark for one joke. Yeah, but so, if you get enough people like this LeBron one that you know it makes it onto the really, cover of TMZ, did people really buy that? No, I I think it was fairly obvious once they clicked the profile. Right. I saw one from Araldus Chapman yesterday too. That was basically, yeah, I've resigned. I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Adam Schefter, fake Adam Schefter, tweeted that uh, the Raiders had fired head coach <laughs> Josh McDaniels. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's an unnecessary headache. It's going to make our um, life a little bit more You're going to fall for, you're going to, on the air, just, oh my God. Oh my God, you guys. We signed (laughs) so-and-so. It will happen maybe even today. But here's the thing. I've never cared about that. I've never cared about looking dumb. I don't care. I think it's funny as hell. If you get me, you get me. I will tip my hat and say, you got me. You got me. Right? Phil Simms just did it, Paulie. He just did it. And uh, Jeff Saturday is going to be the new interim head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I saw a lot of people. This We'll do this for uh, do-do this. D-D mega do-do. Did his presser yesterday. And you know, there's a lot of lot of hot, spicy takes about this, man. A lot. I, we even had some. I, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. It's not like Jeff Saturday didn't play football. He was a really good football player. Yeah. Really, really good. And you'll hear him in his introductory press conference. And people were like, man. This is like Ted Lasso. Well, not really. Ted Lasso had no idea what, you know, a thing what soccer, about soccer was about. Nothing. Jeff Saturday knows football, but people really liked this inspirational speech. Here's the deal. Everybody talks about my – I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football, and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about are you as qualified as somebody else, bro. I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I had – I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that play with it. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, won Super Bowls, been to two. Like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea. But I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that. It's Ted Lasso. It's, that is very Ted Lasso. You know who else it is? It's Dan Campbell, minus the violence. It's Dan Campbell. It's that, it's that, I'm going to fire you up, but it's, there's more. I we're going to kick you in the teeth, exactly. all right, it's and like when it. you punch us back, we're going to smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. And we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right? That's going to be the mentality. That was his introductory press conference. Well, and, and honestly, guys, like as much as we loved it, as many times as we played it, how's that worked out for the Lions? Not great. Not great. I mean, you can inspire all you want. You can lead men all you want. You need to know the playbook you need to know a scheme i oh, i just maybe that's the difference because jeff saturday was really good at his job absolutely as a football player and, and listen dan campbell played in the league for a long time too 
it doesn't necessarily mean just because you're a fiery coach that your team's going to win. It is a do-do do this. You also need talent. you got to have talent. you got to have a quarterback. I mean, come on, dude. All these new coaches are getting Nobody's hired ha- because there's a vacancy because their teams were so bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like the the Bills aren't just always hiring a new coach because they're good. Yeah. they got I things mean, rolling. You need a quarterback. And neither, it's kind of a chicken in the egg. Neither of those teams has one. Right. Um, I Look, and, and because it's sports, Jeff Saturday, honestly, and I said it yesterday, could rip off eight wins in a row because it's sports, and it makes no sense sometimes. And when you think you know something, you don't. And uh, maybe the guys just did need a little bit more of a vocal leader. Who knows? We'll see how it happens. But I think it's a do-do this. It was a nice introductory speech. Coming up next. More content. More content. Reset the show. No. Uh, It was a really funny day in radio yesterday. I've done... This, but it was after the show. It's it wasn't audio. On the air. It wasn't on the air. Do you have the audio of that? Oh yeah. Did you find it? All right. Oh yeah. Something you never want to happen ever. Happen. It's from our pal, the DA show. Yep. It's on before us. It's on before us. Happened to them yesterday. It's uh, it's something else. You got to hear this audio. It's incredible. He uh, he like pooped his pants on the radio. So we'll play that for you. That's what we do. It's Ben and Woods, ninety-seven three FM. Just like me. Got a uh, text from our boss, Adam. Sent me this tweet from uh, Casey Newton. Works uh, media guy, kind of. Says, according to messages shared in Twitter, Slack, Twitter's CISO, Chief Privacy Office, and Chief Compliance Officer all resigned last night. An employee says it will be up to engineers to self-certify compliance with FTC requirements and other laws. All of this is extremely dangerous for our users, given that the FTC can and will find Twitter billions of dollars pursuant to the FTC consent order, extremely detrimental to Twitter's longevity as a platform. Our users deserve so much better than this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, our boy Ken Dawson just tweeted, oh, I thought those fake accounts were funny. I said, I don't know, man, I laughed yesterday. That being said... I don't know, I guess, the the real... Yeah. Anytime you're talking about manufacturing news, manufacturing world events, sure, it's funny when a, hey, I'm LeBron James, I'm retiring. If it's something more serious, I guess I could see where... Do you not it, remember all the stuff about Facebook with the last election and yes. fake, you know, fake news and all of that? I mean... So we're going to lose this thing. It's, yeah, it's Twitter's gone. Twitter's it's Elon, Elon ruined it. Man, what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> Better start working on your Instagram game. My Instagram game is game. fine, but take, you're going to force me over to TikTok. I don't know, dude. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, look, like anything, you live in a bubble. 
And right, our, I mean, it could be funny when somebody imitates Rudy Giuliani and says something outlandish. Yeah, yeah. But what happens when, uh, when somebody it, pays eight bucks to be at Ben and Woods with a check mark? Oh and, God! Thanks for giving them that idea, Paulie. <laughs> Starts dropping slurs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's bad. It's bad. But I've seen. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, everybody that hasn't already been fired is like, nope, I am well, out. Well, I, I guess out. I uh, <laughs> apologize for laughing at the. But the, the the thing is, is I laughed at those before. I always did. What I guess I didn't take into account is that blue check mark. Legitimate. How many it people will fall somebody. for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially like evacu- election time. Evacuate your homes Evacu- or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I won't <laughs> laugh anymore. I do apologize. Sorry, Ken and that's, others. For uh, that I just saw that too, though. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sucks because. I mean, it is where it's such a great platform uh, in so many ways. You know, for us as a radio show, I mean, it, it still blows my mind that radio, every radio show doesn't embrace Twitter as fully as they should. Do you get some some loons in there? Yeah. Do you get some mean people in there? Yes. Do you get insulted? Yes, absolutely. You do. But for every one insult, you get a hundred a hundred instant feedbacks on a segment or a topic or an idea or, you know, hey, like what we did with Twitter, Paulie, to help teachers get dialed in for this year, I will forever be proud of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, these are our wish lists. Well, let us help you get some of that stuff. Now, we'll retweet it. Our listeners went in and helped. Like, we're doing the Christmas extravaganza on December 16th here on Ben and Woods. We are going to be helping families in need. Like, I want people to submit Families in need. I want businesses to be able to help us help people. Now, Twitter, let's say Twitter's gone by tomorrow. Right. You know, it's just it goes up in flames over the next 24 hours. We we can still do that. We have other platforms. We have several thousand Instagram followers. You can put something out on your story and people can DM you on Instagram just like on Twitter. Sure. It's a little bit different and we're going to have to maybe change some, some mechanics on our part, but we can still... We can still do that. I mean, I don't go to Instagram to get breaking news, though. I just don't. Instagram is filled, for me, Paulie, with so much crap I don't want. So much crap I don't want. And I guess now Twitter will be as well. It already was. It really, really was. It's always been different for me. I think I, I feel the opposite because with Instagram, rarely now people can collaborate with somebody else. And if you don't follow that person, it can still make its way into your feed. But in general, like... If I, if you if I don't follow Ben, you can't repost Ben's post right. onto my Instagram right. feed. I have to be following Ben to see it. Whereas on Twitter, if I'm not following Ben, you can just You'll retweet it, it and yeah. it just instantly pops up. Which I like. I like because that's the way I find. I wouldn't have seen Steven Seagal uh, and his album had somebody not retweeted it into my timeline. Right. I had to so go ahead and change my settings years ago on. Remember, and maybe you are still set up that way, but how many tweets did you see that got into your timeline and you had no idea who the person was because right. you didn't follow them, but it's somebody that you do follow, all they did was simply like it. They didn't even retweet it. Mm-hmm. They just liked it. Yeah. I When you got the job at the old station, I had never talked to you. I think we had followed each other recently. And I go, I just know, I just keep seeing his tweets because I get all these Yankee tweets. Yeah. Stephen Woods like this. Stephen Woods like that. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's it's certainly not a perfect platform, but if like if it goes away, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. It gives me a lot of comedy. 
a lot of comedy. But you already don't do Twitter much. Like, you're out on Twitter. Pretty much. Why? Um, we need it. Like, we need it for our... It's how we connect with our audience. Yeah, I, I still use it to put out some show content, but, I mean, I'm tweeting maybe a couple times a week at this point. Mm. God bless. I mean, I guess the door's open for somebody to go out and create something better than this. Right? But, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, look... It's a vital part of what we do. It's a vital part of what we've done. We've never had on this on this show, Ben and Woods, and this is no joke. Ben and Woods have been exi- in existence almost five years. We've never gotten one dollar of marketing, not one, not a newspaper ad, not a billboard, nothing. Everything we've done has been via Twitter. So you're taking away my number one marketing tool. It's the only way we can send out. Now we can do it on Instagram. We send out audiograms and whatnot. But what you've done with this screw-up is you've taken away my best ability to market our show, which is important, especially in radio in this day and age. I've never gotten a nickel of marketing dollars. Never. Never had a newspaper ad. We've never had a billboard. Right? Never. And on any show, the first show I was a part of got a huge marketing budget. They had billboards all over town. I wasn't on it. It was his show. I've never had that. Never. Everything I've done, everything we've done has been DIY. Do it yourself. Organic. It's organic. And, by the way, our tier ones are our marketers. They're out there retweeting our content, spreading the word of Ben and Woods. I can't thank them enough. We're, we're dead without them. We're out of here. We're out of here a couple of years ago without, without Twitter. So I'm bummed. I'm bummed. If that's the way that it goes, um, then it sucks. So, uh, you know, like anything. There will be something else. Oh, People God. were bummed when MySpace went away, and then Facebook I was came around. So bummed. People were bummed when Facebook went away, and then you know, people started I can, using Instagram. More. I can live without Facebook. I've lived without it now for a couple of years. Oh, it's yeah. been fantastic. It's been fantastic. But there was a time when that's yeah, all you're you hooked did. on. That's true. All right. Well, the next one. Uh, it better this is not nothing be, new. Better not be TikTok, dude. I can't do it. I'm having now a, you can actually make money off of TikTok. I know. I don't want to. I just want to be able to show when I want to. So that's my that's my two cents, I guess. But. Uh, it's a long roundabout way of saying thank you to the tier ones for helping us. If Twitter does end up going away, you know, we put a lot of effort into it. Um, at least Paulie and I did. <laughs> and, and, and it's going to, it's going to be tough to, to find another, another way to do that. But we will figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll be here for you every day. Just like the DA show is every day before we come on. I got to get this audio for you guys. Um, we'll do that right after traffic. Thank you, Kelly Danik. We had a couple of Odyssey colleagues as well, uh, Boomer, Boomer, and Geo. They went after. Man, they are fearless in New York, huh? Just radio wars every single day. Uh, they went after Mike and Mad Dog. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember. Like, I don't know that Boomer and Geo have been around. A- Super long time, but I feel like they might be the new Mike and Mad Dog. Well, Mike and Mad Dog, Didn't Mike they... and Mad Dog aren't uh, a show anymore. No, so Chris Russo they haven't been for a while. Right, Chris Russo has his own show, but they were have, the guys I, in New York. I haven't heard this yet, so they're trying to start some stuff with. They don't like each other. Okay, they they, they don't. Boomer and Geo do not like Mike and the Mad Dog, and I can only assume uh, the feeling is reciprocal. But here was um, a little bit of Boomer and Geo, our Odyssey colleagues on WFAN. This was yesterday morning. Yet one more from uh, Mad Dog Russo on Sirius XM. Their uh, phones weren't working, so they had to go uh, old school when they had to bring in a computer with one of these things. Oh, a mouse! You remember where these are? Yeah. Uh, how do I do that? That would require uh, the mouse. Sorry, here we go. Uh, that would require the mouse. Let's see if I can figure it out. No, I can't do the mouse. You know that. No, hold it now. I might be able to pull it off. Let's see. Uh, if I just press. The play button. 
The play button? Where's the play button? Right there? Right here. Where? Right there. Oh, I play the other side. All right. Whatever one you want to do. Oh, where is the mouse? Where'd the mouse go? Oh, Jesus. There you go. Where is it? Where is it? All right, I got it. All right, let me see if I can do it. I press it right there? Oh, my right God. And how do I disconnect the call? <laughs> can't be serious. It'll say drop, the big drop button right there. All right, so I I, I just press, uh, whoops. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right, yeah. And then after that, he learned how to use a toilet. <laughs> I mean, my God. Uh, what do I do here? Press play, stop, where's the mouse? Uh, what am I doing here? So then I close it out. Is that, what's this X for? What is that for? I uh, all of a sudden, oh, what is this? All right, this is, says, uh, stop, start, play. Where's the mouse? This is the mouse? It's a mouse. He goes, how do I drop a call? And the kid goes, the big drop button. <laughs> Eddie, you might know the story. Someone told me that oh, no. when the computers were put, like, first put in the newsroom way back, when Mike Francesa tried to use the mouse, he held it up in the air. Like this. <laughs> oh my God, that that is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? I, 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 I witnessed that, yes. Oh, my God. Hey, someone come over here. This mouse isn't working. <laughs> I don't understand. This place is unbelievable. He put in all this new stuff, and it doesn't even work. <laughs> Such oh a brilliant... God. That's not really a brilliant. No, he does a phenomenal. Both of them. He does them both. <laughs> Those I mean, were both pretty good. Bro, that laid me But that out. first part, yeah. I mean, we have a computer for our phones that Ben at his chair has the computer. He just doesn't ever use it. He just, you know, oh, let's, uh, let's go to, let's go to Mike in San Diego and I actually pull him up. But if given the right equipment with a working mouse and computer, he like, can do it. Ben can click call or bring on air and then it says, Hold and put him back on hold or drop, get him off the air. He like, just doesn't have a mouse. He just doesn't have the mouse. He doesn't but, have it. But Russo's like, okay, so uh, the, the, the X, the X, what does right, that mean? Hang on. As a fellow helpless radio personality, I sympathize <laughs> with Chris Russo. I had a feeling you might. <laughs> I can be at times a bit helpless uh, as well. I can. And I'll, I'll admit that. It's fine. I, I like things a certain way. And uh, but no, listen that uh, that is a, a brilliant, brilliant. Now, yeah, I don't know that they don't like each other. I think that's just funny, like how we play hacksaw when he. The story that and... I saw that on it said like their beef continued. Okay. So right. I don't know if there how much more history there is between the two, the, sh- the former show and the current show now on WFAN or or what. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of get it. I mean, we've been known to yeah poke some fun, poke some fun at somebody else that had this slot before us so <laughs> i mean yes who are we to <laughs> right. we're gonna run out of time to play the the audio i really i really wanted to we play. will play it next though okay it's we, really good oh yeah we need to play that next uh we also i gotta tell you about my text thread with adam too oh i'd like to about hear this about this scenario that happened last night he's uh he he doesn't he doesn't like to take no for an answer he never does and he'll push you and push you and push you until you either say, hey, please leave me alone, or I'll do what you ask just so that you will leave me alone. I'll read you the text thread he sent me about the audio that we're going to play. I found a clip. Now, the clip's almost damn near two years old. How we missed it, I don't know, but it got re- it resurfaced yesterday with my election it's news. It's my favorite. You know, this candidate won yeah. uh, the election. Yeah, we missed this entirely. And here's the best moment in this candidate's like history. It's unbelievable. Dude, when I tell you I watched it 15 times in a row, yep. 
and laughed harder and harder every, every single time. time. Play that for you next Holy as well. Holy crap. Benny's out today with Z and Paul. It's 97.3 The Fan.